Channel shows would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. The big picture people, the experts in smart home cinema. Yamaha, professional commercial audio. Bar Bridges Australia, cooling the beers of a nation. The Stubby Club, the original stubby holder dispenser. Hamperworld, the gift specialist. Buffalo Sports, a brand name in sports since 1972. The Framing Queen, quality affordable framing. Broker Rocher, helping you make an impression. Good evening, everyone. How are you? Wow. Nice to see you all. You know, one thing I've always thought that I could always rely on was doing a Richmond show. Because wherever you do it, you guys will come. And that's bloody awesome. Thank you. Great to see you all here. I was just having a chat with the boys out the back and it's funny, if all the years I've been doing it, I've never had these two on together. And it's bizarre because everyone's like, really? I always thought you'd have them on. Um, but uh, tonight's the night. So let's get excited, let's get stuck in. Welcome to That's Good to Footy. It is the only family-friendly live and interactive footy panel show going around. This is where the fans meet the players and the players meets the fans. The shows are for the passionate supporters. This show allows you to see the players be themselves. And after what I've just seen out the back, you're going to see them. You're going to see just them. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. Richmond Show, June the 7th. Please welcome to the show our first panellist. He was born on the 27th of January in 1998. He has played a total of 99 games. Yeah, and he's kicked 30 goals. He made his AFL debut back in 2018. When he plays for the Richmond Football Club, he wears the number seven on his back. Could you please welcome to the stage, Liam Baker. <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Very hospitable. He's walked out, he's gone, wow man, Jesus, this is alright. This is not bad at all. He said the first thing I need to do when I get out there is grab a drink. So uh, that's what he's going to do. Uh, I'm not going, I'll let him have his sip and then I'll get the next player out there and then we'll start talking to him. Let's get into it. Please welcome to the show our second panellist. He was born on the 24th of January in 1996. He's played a total of 146 games. He's kicked a total of 28 goals. I think most of those are from outside 50 when he's like running past saying, hey, kick it to me. Uh, he made his AFL debut back in 2016 when he plays for the Richmond Football Club. He wears a number 15 on his back. Please welcome to the stage, Jaden Short. <laughs> everyone thank you that's bloody awesome I've never had the balls to cut that one off before it gets to that yellow and black so uh, I'm glad that it went through um, 
Now, I was just saying I've never had you two on the panel before, and I can't believe after all this time that it hasn't happened, but how wonderful it is it to, for you guys to walk out and get that rapturous applause and uh, know, that, know that you're blo blo both bloody good mates and now you're going to have some fun tonight. No, nah, it's good. Um, yeah, we haven't done it before because I think Bakes is scared of all the stories I've got of him. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's. But that's what the hesitation that's why has he been. to come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Liam, tell us uh, your first time here. What are you expecting tonight? Um, oh yeah, I've heard they're pretty good fun, and oh. obviously uh, it's good turnout yeah. as it always is when yes. it's Richmond supporters involved. Exactly. So um, yeah. no, nah, it should be good fun, good. and I've got some stories about him too. So. <laughs> I told you, no one knows where this show is going to go. So just strap yourselves in and let's see what happens. Let's go for our first little segment, though, boys. I want to do it. We're going to do a little bit of serious, then we'll go a little bit of banter, then we'll go into a, a extreme fun. Um, the hot topics that I wanted to talk about: the two things, coaching and the media. Being an AFL coach um, at AFL level, being a, a coach at AFL level is a tough gig. We've recently seen some of the best walk away in Clarkson and Dimmer, all right? Both for different reasons, but both were hounded relentlessly for opinion on the game as a whole and are heavily scrutinised regarding other, um, at least either form or performance. My question to you is, firstly, do either of you have aspirations to get into the coaching fraternity? Um, oh, firstly, no, nah, I've got no <laughs> no interest in being a coach. Like, no. um, I don't, I wouldn't mind it, but I'd rather do something else yeah. in life. And um, you know, I think when I'm done playing footy, I'll be, you know, sick of the game. So yeah. I'd, I'm happy to be a spectator and watch. I think. Yeah, but cool. um, no, nah, it is a tough gig. Well, mm. it looks like it's a tough gig. Mm. Um, the thing with Dimmer, he was always uh, sticking up for us players and yeah. and the club, and that's what. Um, scrutinise him the most, you know, yeah. like he, 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 put, he put himself out there defending his players yeah. and um, the media come crashing down on him, but uh, sad to see him go, but mm. um, it was a good celebration as well. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll uh, allude to that as we go on, there are other, other questions that I want to partake in that. Um, any ideas, any um, passion for you to stay within the, the footy field and, and get involved in coaching in any way, shape or, shape or form, Jaden? Um, oh, early days in my career, I probably... I would have been the furthest thing from wanting to be a coach, to be honest. Um, yeah. Like they got the hardest job in the footy, I believe. Yeah. Like they got to, they got to watch our game. They got to go home, watch our game again. Yeah. They got to code it. They got to work out why we won or why we lost. Yeah. They're going to come, come present to the team. They got to present to the players and say, "This is what you did. This is what you didn't do." Um, yeah. So like, fuck, they work hard. But, Absolutely. Um, as I'm getting older, I'm sort of starting to think like maybe I wouldn't mind it. Okay. Uh, something to do maybe like a development type of role, but yep. um, I definitely couldn't be a senior coach. So I think you've got to have a few screws missing to be a senior coach, <laughs> I reckon. But, it um, certainly helps. Yeah, and no, I do love the footy environment, but yeah. um, if there was a job where I could just talk shit, that'd probably be all right. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, you might be able to do what I do then. That, well, that seems to work. Um, secondly, do you think the coaches get a fair deal or is it uh, more the fact you wanted the gig, this is what comes with it? What are your thoughts on that? Um, oh, it's probably this is the gig. This is gonna. This is what comes with it. But it's yeah. like it's a Australian media, you know. Like yeah. I think it's different in the states. So yeah. if you want to coach over there, maybe a bit easier. Yeah. But um, um, no, I think it's just part part and parcel as yeah. as players and as coach or as a senior coach mm. that 
That's, uh, that's part of that it. Way. Yeah. Um, the pressure uh, to succeed is paramount, the expectation even more so. Vossi is feeling it, and so is Simo in, the, in Western Australia. Uh, when they come for you, they really come for you. Uh, Jesus, you guys down the Richmond Football Club, uh, when things weren't going so well, you had manure dumped out the front of the club. You know, So passion runs deep. I get that. The coach is always the one who cops it. Justified or crucified, take your pick. When did you guys first hear about Dimmer resigning and what was your first emotion when learning of it? Where were you and what was your first emotion? Yeah, I, I had no idea, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like, Dimmer gave us a decent spray the week prior and <laughs> I just thought that was normal. I didn't think anything <laughs> of it. And, um, yeah, I had a, we're, we're doing a golf tournament at the club at the moment, night diverse Dustin. Um, so I went to the golf range one night um, just to have a few practice swings and I bought my 100 balls and it was a Monday night, and um, I got a call from Dimmer, and I thought, fuck, excuse my language, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the first player dropped on a Monday in a few years. Um, have to go the whole week being dropped on a Monday, and I thought, because you usually wouldn't call on a Monday afternoon, you know, 5.30 at night. So I was stressing, I answered the call, and he goes, oh, I'm, um, I'm gonna resign, and I was taking the piss, aren't you? Yeah. And um, no, I'm not. So wow. that's how I found out. That was the day before um, the media got a hold of it. And um, I was in complete shock, to be honest. But Is, I mean... Was that the actual emotion, Jaden? Was it just shock? Yeah, I walked away from my 100 balls and just went home and seen Bakes. So wow. di didn't get to have a hit. But um, no, just shock. Like, I just yeah. didn't... I mean, like, reflecting back now, it's like not everything, not everything lasts forever, I suppose. And, yeah. Um, yeah, to go out the way he did, I mean, he, he doesn't know us anything, to be honest. What he did for the football club and what he did for us was amazing. So Absolutely. when I look back at it like that, um, I'm nothing but grateful for what he did for us. And I was just a bit shocked, to be honest. But, wow. Um, yeah. That's brilliant. Um, can you give us some insight into how it happened for you when you heard and what was your emotion? Yeah, so I was at home and I think it, it Dimmer called me after he got off the phone to Short. So same thing, Dimmer popped up and... I don't know, get all stressed and start pacing around the house again. And he's like, we just had a chat and he said, oh, you know, 10 seconds in, like, oh, I've got some, some bad news or something. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm playing forward again. <laughs> and then he's like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm resigning. And I, from memory, like, I can't remember what he said after that. I didn't wow. say much back. Um, it was only a minute and a half. Yeah. Phone call. He was in a bit of a rush. He was trying to get on the phone to everyone for else sure, before, for sure. yeah, before right. the media got hold of it. Um, but yeah, I didn't say much back. I was just yep. in shock. And then, yeah, um, yeah short come home and just wow. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a strange night, strange couple of days. For and, sure. Um, yeah, definitely unexpected. Can I ask you then, just to follow on from that, can you give us a little insight into what, with all the outside noise, does the play, what does the playing group go through as a whole? And what goes on behind the scenes? What's the narrative coming from inside the club? Do they tell you what they'd like you to say when you um, speak to the media or anything like that? Is there, is there a directive? Oh, on certain things that we're told sort of what to say, but about Dimmer and the stuff mm. that went on, no, there's nothing, mm. nothing really certain that yeah. they told us to say. It was just sort of, I mean, probably you, you guys in this room as well, you can reflect on what he'd done for the club and you got yeah. nothing but um, positive thoughts and Admiration. positive memories. So, yeah, respect. Um, yeah. yeah, no one. There was no bad blood at all between yeah the club yeah. And, and players and Dimmer. Yeah. So, just yeah, obviously just thanking him and that's mm. sort of all we could do really. And absolutely, um, it happened that quick that yeah, there wasn't really anything else to do. But I mean, we had to play in six days, so yeah. um, 
We, should have, to, we had to lift the energy and, and bring, yeah. get the spirits up pretty quick because we had to perform. That's um, it. But, yeah, I mean, Dim is gone, but not, not much has changed, to be honest. Like, our new coach, Mini, yeah. he's been here for 10 years, so he's not trying to change the game plan no. too much and stuff. So, no, um, nah, but we're not really told what to say. Just sort of yeah. whatever you feel, I guess. But Yeah, good, good. Um, I only ask that because it's probably one of the most common thoughts that people will have. Um, what, we, what, what was your reaction and what was uh, expressed that you should be saying? Um, to follow on from this, uh, as the topic goes across to the media, do the media have too much free reign and are they not held to account enough? More and more often, probably more since the pandemic, pandemic, we're seeing burnout and fatigue from individuals across different sectors and professions. I relate this back to both Clarko and Jimmer, not that this comment or conversation is directly related to their circumstance, but we're seeing a lot more nowadays guilt before proof. Do you think the media has too much to say without there being enough proper checks and balances in place? We have recently seen players having to come out and make justification posts on social media just to right a wrong. Do you think as a whole the industry just is a bit tad over-scrutinised without repercussions from the accuser? Remember, these are questions about the media, not about umpires, so you can speak as free as you want. <laughs> what are your thoughts, though? Yeah, definitely. I think um, if something happens the media's first reaction is to be negative about it. You know, yeah, it's always, yeah. whether it's player or the club or the coach, yeah. they just go straight to the negative and stuff. And um, if it happens with a player, you know, like the media holds the player's account, but no one is holding them account back. So That's I didn't it. mind that when Cripps got stuck into uh, Caroline Wilson or yep. whoever it was, yep. you know, back when it was completely... Talking about the hotel, yeah, staying yeah, with the group. it was completely and false, you know. Yeah. But still, it wasn't... It was sort of just brushed over a bit like... Yeah. If it was the roles reversed, you know, that we cop it even more. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that's like I said, it's the Australian media yeah. all across the Bit of like a tall AFL, you know, it's just yep. um, the way the culture is and yeah. it's, it's frustrating for, for us as players and as a club and stuff, but Absolutely. it is what it is. You've got to have thick skin in this in this in industry AFL. as such. Um, I know you're going to speak your mind. What are your thoughts on that particular topic in relation to should there be more checks and balances in place? Should there be like a judicial system that allows stories that need to be checked before they can go out? Because sometimes careers can get ruined. We can talk about individuals that may be highly stressed and are at, uh, uh, teetering on a breaking point and, and stories like that come out and just completely affects them. Do you have a thought on yeah, I'm um, similar to Liam. Like, they can sort of say what they want without any consequences, to mm. be honest. And just sort of, yeah, we sort of got to cop the the grunt of it, and they can just sort of move on and try and find another story. But mm. I mean, sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. Like, um, some bloke tweeted that Dimmer was going to resign before we knew. So yeah. obviously, there's they know some things out there. But I mean, yeah, the stuff with like Patrick Cripps and stuff, like staying in another hotel. I don't even know. It's just because they're going pretty average, like they're not winning games. That the story comes out like that, and they're trying to find things. But like that's just pretty harsh um, on a guy that didn't do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're not really held to count, I suppose. And yeah. um, they just keep shooting their shot, and yeah, eventually they find one or create a story, and that's sort of how they get their name out there. So yeah, I mean, they've got a job; they're doing their job, I suppose. But um, yeah, I mean, it'd be good if if they were making up stories they'd be held to count because if we made something up we would be so absolutely good well said boys thank you very much put your hands together for them for that not to put you under any duress as soon as you come out here it's like five minutes in it's like Jesus Damo what are you doing mate um, but uh, I just wanted to go through those because I reckon they are topics that not just footy players would like to address but 
the fans, the, the general public. Um, what I wanted to allude to, let's get stuck in. We want to talk about the game that was. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the six-point win. Um, Tigers got off to a great start, bit of chaos football, pushing the ball forward at every opportunity. Reminiscent of 2017. You guys, you guys seem to be playing with a little bit more freedom. Was this, was this the instruction going in, playing GWS on the weekend? Because it was a great game of football. I mean, ebbs and flows. That last quarter, I'll, I'll go into it in, in detail. But what was the instruction going in, playing GWS? Oh, not much has changed, really. Yeah. Um, we know... The game style, game plan is still very similar. Um, Minnie's obviously been there a lot of time, Dimmer has. Um, but it's just like, simple, uh, like simplifying it a bit more, you know, trying to release the shackles a bit, play, play with a bit more freedom. And yep. I don't know, hopefully you've seen that in the last couple of weeks, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. especially I moving the ball so. forward. But yeah. uh, um, part of an away trip as well, you know, we get to get up there, get together, yep. Yep. Um, have a laugh the night before um, as a team, and then get out there and just. You know, we're sitting lower on the ladder. We mm. we have not much to lose, so yeah. that was the attitude we went going into it. Okay, but, yeah, good. it's a lot similar. Yeah, nice. Um, first quarter, Tigers were dominant. You came out of the blocks. You kicked 6-4. In the second, they came back, kicking 4-5. In the third, it was a bit each way. Then in the fourth, it was level pegging. Five lead changes in the last 10 minutes. You know, that keeps everyone on your, sitting on the edge of your seat. Um, and then finally, Marlon Pickett came out and did what he does best, breaks the hearts of the GWS giant supporters um, to get you home by six. Um, t tell us how you... Well, actually, I'll go on a little bit because I, I, it's going to relate to what we're going to go here, uh, where we're going to go next. A lot of experts in the media had been suggesting maybe give Jack uh, a, a little bit of a break, uh, blood some youth, uh, getting, give Samson a bit of a crack. Then Jack went whack, came out and kicked five. Um, it was a great result from the team and the club. How did the win feel for you boys? Yeah, it was good. I mean, we've probably been in that position a few times, even last year, and we probably would have lost it. Yep. Um, but we have been doing a lot of training on... Yeah, trying to win those games and um, yeah, well, like we don't want to lose to be honest and like Liam said before um, simplifying our game plan a little bit like we've got 20 blokes on our list who haven't played in the grand final um, so I mean we're still trying to play the same way but we've got different people um, trying to fulfil those roles so yes. just simplifying the way we're playing a little bit uh, make it a little bit easier and, and easier to understand I suppose um, but no it was a great win I mean yeah like Jack um, they can say whatever they want about him but he continues to show up and yeah. Um, yeah, without him, I think we'd be pretty stuffed. So, um, Good luck trying to tell Jack to have a week off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. Agreed. I, uh, there was one thing I did notice. Bakes, uh, he had a bit of a different role uh, playing up forward for this game. Um, what was all that about? They Who's... needed short back. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> what was? What was the direction for you? What were you told and when were you told that that's what position you'd be playing? Nah, it's true. They needed short back because he wasn't getting it done in the front half of the ground. So, um, <laughs> no, nah, it's just we just shuffled uh, things around again, yeah, you know. Um, me, Daniel and Shorter, uh, you know, similar players and yeah. you can't really have three down there. So yeah. it was my turn to go okay. up forward for a bit. And yeah, nice. Different look. Like I said, we needed to simplify it and take the shackles off a bit. So we're changing some minor stuff. It's a bit of a question that I ask, and I've asked at previous shows, I always say to players, um, if you had the opportunity to play in any position on the ground, what would it be? What would your answer be? Mine would be the role I played on the weekend, like a Great. half forward, but it's, that's what I think I'm naturally good at, but okay. it's been so long since I've played there for a period of time yeah. that, um, I don't know, it's not, not that natural anymore, so yeah, it might right. take a few weeks. 
Okay. It's really interesting because you've probably never seen anyone that's so hard and tenacious at the ball than the fellow sitting next to me. Um, you explained that, you exemplified it again on the weekend. If I was to ask you the same question, what would your answer be? Where would you like to play if you had the choice? Oh, I'd definitely be half-back. Um, yeah. I've liked the midfield role, but I believe I'm a half-backer. But if I could choose one position, I'd probably be like Lynchy or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big key forward. Yeah. Try and kick ten goals. That'd probably be yeah. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah, well, Jack, stay home. That's good. Um, uh, but, but just back to the game for a sec. Uh, your, com- uh, your conversion from forward 50 entries was excellent. Without Lynch as your key forward, what has been the focus just to get the ball into the 50, um, bring it to ground and let the smalls do their thing? Is that what's been going on since Tom has been out of the, the yeah. team? Yeah, and that's sort of been our game plan you know, since we won in 2017, to be honest. Hmm. Um, we didn't really... We only you know about Jacob Townsend... Playing as a key forward in 2017, um, he's, he's about my height, so um, all he was sort of told to do was bring the ball to the ground and let our smalls uh, get to work, so similar thing with Samson and, and Ben Miller when he's been playing, yeah. um, just create a contest, bring the ball to ground and um, yeah, now we've got Liam down in the forward line, let him get to work, so... Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, well said. Um, as I said before, you were running in numbers and you're pushing it forward at whatever cost. Um, a six-goal opener, uh, what was the message going in? Can you give us a little bit of insight? Yeah, get off to a real fast start. This is what we want to do. Is there any message that you can relay for us as to what you were told about instruction-wise? Oh, there's no real main messages about, like, you know, the conversion and stuff like that. But obviously, like, you guys would know, our conversion going inside 50 hasn't been great all year, to be mm. honest. Um, like, we've been having enough inside 50s but can't kick goals. So Exactly, to, that's why you need, to kick, you need to kick goals to win. Um, but we have been... We've been training at heaps, to be honest. Like, we... We, we go to work every single day and, and we, we feel what you guys are seeing. You know, mm. we, we know the same things that you guys see and um, we've been working on that flat out, to be honest. So <laughs> just finding ways to score. Um, obviously, it would help if we had Lynch there to mark every ball that came in, but um, he's not. So, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we, we hit up a few leads on the weekend, which was, which was handy. And, um, yeah, I suppose just yeah, trying, to, trying to find ways to actually kick the goals and... Yeah. Um, yeah, it worked a bit on the weekend, so it's good to see that some of our training is coming to fruition. It actually did, mate, because if you look at your scores from stoppages, it was a real standout. Um, tell us what's the transition between, like, having Andy come on board and take over from Dimmer. I know that you said that he's been at the club for 10 years. Has he brought anything different? Is there a little bit of... And, and again, I use that term, um, it looked like you played with a little bit of freedom. Is there any, like, is there any change that you can allude to? Uh, not really. Like I said, simplifying it, um, yep. but it's all the same stuff. I think with, with Minnie, he had the opportunity, you know, to start from a clean slate. He sort of got back to his first few meetings, you know, like, um, you know, like uh, just sort of effort stuff. You know, okay. he showed a lot of clips of um, some, some poor efforts from some boys okay. and then a lot of good ones from some boys and yeah, sort right. of said, you know, we need to get back to, um, you know, like playing as a team and doing all the little things the right, which... Dimmer was very good at, but he evolved and evolved and evolved, and maybe we slipped up on that stuff pre- uh, previously, okay. all up recently. Yeah, so good point. I think um, he's put that in front of mind, and it's all about the process yep. um, and just trying to tick that stuff off week Brilliant. in, week, uh, week in, week out. And he even said pre-game, he said, "I don't care what the score is at the end. Yep. Let's just play our way." And Excellent. that's a you know, a bit of a stress reliever. Nice, for us. nice. Thank you for sharing. I wanted to ask. He seems very calm and quiet, Andy McWalter. Is he? Like, 
he seems in the box that he's very calm. Is there another side to him that we're not aware of that you are, or is he that? Oh. Um, oh, I think, like, you can be calm as an assistant coach. Like, like I said before, to be a senior coach, you've got to have a few screws missing. But, um, <laughs> like, I think, yeah, if he, if he was to get the role and um, if he continued in, in the senior role... Um, you get a bit more fired up. Yep. I think he has got it in him to, yeah. to fire up. Um, okay. Like he can give us a spray, but um, he's also awesome, like to connect with as a person. So yep. um, yeah, when you get a spray from someone who you can connect with, it, it's actually good. Um, yes. But no, I think he can turn if he wanted to, but he hasn't yet. So yeah. Um, but no, we're we're really yeah we're really excited about what he's bringing and um, yeah the energy he's bringing. That's good. Um, That's good. The, the last question that I wanted to... What was the focus? What, what, did you, what did he take from the game? What was the review like? Can you give us a little bit of insight into that? Oh, I can't remember now. It was only yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it was only yesterday. Um, <laughs> no, I probably... Well, we, we, gave up, we gave up 70 um, inside, uh, inside 50s, 50s. to yep. GWS. I mean, our defence holds up. Well, we've got Noah, Youngie, Grimesy and... Yep. Um, they're sort of holding down the fort down there. Noah's trying to win all those balls back and same as Grimesy. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, if you give up 70 inside 50s, you know, there's going to be a lot more goals more than not. So sure. um, just working around that, probably, um, yeah, the way we're sort of setting up behind our offence, yeah. um, there's a few things we have to have to twinkle with. But, um, yeah, there's always there's always things you've got to work on. Yeah. I mean, we've never really had a perfect game, to be honest. And yeah. Dim has probably said it, you know, from day one when he, he got the role. We're not a perfect team. Uh, we make a lot of mistakes, but... Um, we've just got to capitalise on, on our mistakes and make the most of the ones that we don't. Awesome. Thank you, boys. Thank you very much. Uh, well, the Tigers find themselves 13th on the ladder with only four wins. Uh, we're at the halfway point of the season. We're 13 games in with 11 to go. We reached the f Before we even reached the finals, my question to you is, how are the measurements tracking around the club and within the playing group? I speak expectation versus results. Is this about where you thought you'd be or is it slightly better or worse than expectations? Bearing in mind that you've lost your senior coach, um, but... That wasn't something I'm sure that was in expectations or results. Um, but w where does the playing group see itself at the moment? Uh, we haven't really spoken about it too much as a playing group. We, ov we obviously haven't got as many wins as we were expecting at okay. the start of the year. But yeah. um, oh, it was, it's not like we've been playing... Well, we've been playing poor footy, but we haven't been getting blown away. That's, that's been mm. the issue. You know, We're always in, in and amongst games, and it's how we can get that 5% better, which gets us ticking over winning some games. Yeah. So, um, like I said, since Mini take, uh, has taken over, it's all about that, the process, um, trying to get that tiny bit better and then hopefully, you know, five, six weeks down the track, then the, the win-loss column's looking a bit better. But yeah. um, we're not looking too far ahead and I know everyone says that, but uh, it's, it's actually the way it is down there at the moment. I like this. Um, personnel doesn't always reflect success, but structure and game plan does. The two will complement each other once there is player buy-in. Do you agree with that? Yeah, like no one, no one's lost belief in what we're doing or um, mm. our game plan. Um, everyone still has full belief in the way we, we want to go about it. But obviously, um, we'd like to have more wins on the board. And like, I personally, prior to this year, would have assumed um, and I would have hoped that we had more wins on the board. To be honest, like I've got full faith in everything we do around the football club, um, yeah, the way we train, the way we prepare, um, our game plan. Um, I fully believe in that. So. Um, yeah, the boys, are, they're, they're fully in and yeah. um, they're always working like they're busting their arse to get better so that's all you need and Brilliant. hopefully the results come. Thank you, mate. Well said. I wanted to ask you this. New, um, sorry, yeah, if you feel like it, please. Thanks. 
Um, ask you this, new blood comes into the club. There's generally two sort of emotions that go when new blood comes into the club. One is, shit, am I that old? Or, cool, bring it on, I'll show you new guys. Which one are you? I'm starting to get to shit, am I that old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe last year was like, I'll show you how it is, but now I'm actually getting old. <laughs> um. All right, which one are you, Liam? Uh, yeah, I'm probably starting to starting to get to that one. Maybe yeah, you know, okay. I was thinking about when I um, when I rolled into the club, yeah. um, all the who I thought were old at the time, and yeah. I'm about that age now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm far from old, but no, 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 like, absolutely you know. nowhere near it. Um, I, I ask you this because uh, you picked up Trezice and Coulthard uh, um, in the mid-season, as well as young Cubs under 50 gamers. I speak. You've got uh, uh, quite a few, but I speak of uh, people like Ryan, uh, Mansell, Clark and Sonsi, just to name a few. Bob Dylan said it best, the times they are a-changing. Um, you've got a few Tiger Cubs down there. It was great to see on the weekend that goal that Clark kicked. Uh, how brilliant was that? That was just like, man. I think, it just, I think everybody kind of felt invigorated just watching that happen. Um, is that the kind of, I suppose, vibe that you got from it? Well, you know, watching the, the young blood come in and do something like that, especially at a crucial time of the game. Give us a little bit of insight into that. Yeah, no, look, the, our young boys have been awesome. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Judson's goal on the weekend, like, if you watch him play, he just sort of believes in everything he's doing. Um, yeah. He backs himself. He's always tucking the ball under his arm and going for a run. Yeah. Um, and as a young kid, just to sort of, yeah, pull the trigger on a 55-metre goal like that. How good was um, that? Yeah, it's pretty ballsy, and yeah. he bit the bullet and done it. So yeah. um, it's a great result, and... Um, yeah, we love having him in the team. He brings yeah. a lot of energy and um, a lot of excitement, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, what's the one thing from your junior footy that has stayed with you and is true to your unique style? When, um, oh, basically, what were you renowned for and still are? Um, was there something that was challenging, but now through adversity is a key attribute or strength? So was there something that you suffered from when you were playing a junior footy that you had turned into... It wasn't adversity, but you turned it into a strength and you now use that in your senior football? Is there anything that... Uh, not heaps, but probably, probably similar things, like being too small. Yeah. Um, like, I, I got drafted at 68 kilos. Wow. 177 centimetres. Like, yeah. um, Liam's probably similar. Mm. He's, I think he's five centimetres shorter than me. <laughs> 160 centimetres or something. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, obviously, like, height and, you know, like, when, when I was getting drafted, it was, like, the new modern-day midfielder, like, the Patrick Cripps, Marcus Bondapallis, and, yeah. um, like, you know, 190-centimetre, 95-kilo mm. inside mids, and yeah. that's sort of the players they were drafting. So I was, like, I was pretty scared at the time, like, jeez, I might not get an opportunity because I'm so small. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then when you get the opportunity, you know, it's like, I've got it now, I've just got to make the most of it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I had other strengths. It wasn't just... You know, I wasn't just yeah. relying on my height because I didn't have that. So I'd have other things that were going to make me a good player. And, um, and that's all I'm alluding to. Yeah. Exactly. That's the path that I'm trying to go down. If there was something that you knew, oh, look, I'm not that. I'm not a, a 95 kilo inside out Patrick Cripps. But these are the key attributes that I did have. And they still, I can rely on those in my senior football now. Is yeah. there something that happened along those lines for you? Yeah, it'd be the, the height one, definitely. But, yep. um, yeah, like Short said, um, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. I can't... Some of those big, you know, dopey Ruckman and stuff. <laughs> I, 
I'm glad I'm not one of them. Um, but no, I actually got told to toughen up a bit when yeah. I was when I was at school okay. um, playing footy. So um, I still, I still remember advice. when he said I was filthy. But um, really, yeah, yeah right. I, I had to change and. Um, Hopefully I changed a bit. Oh, I'd say he so. He plays yeah. tough, but he's scared at home, and I scare him. Yeah. <laughs> he plays tough out there, but yeah, he shits, him, he shits himself at home. <laughs> Very nice. All right, um, you're coming up against Freo this weekend at Optus. Game kicks off at 7.25pm on Saturday night. They're coming off the bye. What's going to be the message going into this one? How do you think the game will be won and lost, and don't say scoreboard? Oh. Um... Oh well, only I, 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 we haven't done opposition. We haven't done oppo yet, so we don't really know how they're going to play. But yeah, just right. from watching, um, yeah, like what I've seen, they like to sort of march the ball up and um, hang on to the footy, and you know, mm. um, like to kick and catch a little bit. So yeah. um, if we can sort of take that away from them, that's probably going to go a long way to help us win. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll actually find out tomorrow how we're going to beat them, okay. but we'll get presented tomorrow, right. yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, the one thing I just wanted to close off with, I just wanted to say all the best to both of you. Uh, Liam, congratulations, you're 100 this weekend. That's awesome. Oh, well done, mate. Seriously, that's well done. Um, I think just at the same time, just while I'm on that subject, um, Daniel Rioli's playing his 150th this weekend as well, which was um, <coughs> really good. Uh, all I wanted to say, um, enjoy uh, the weekend and the rest of the season. Stay injury-free. Um, both enjoy your footy and go Tigers. Please yeah. put your hands together for the boys. Thanks, it's not easy to get up here and, and just have questions thrown at you by some nuffer uh, like me and, and then uh, they have to do what they do. Uh, but they've given you all of... Uh, they could. They've given you some good insight. No, I thank you both for it. Thanks for your candour. All right. What I want to do now, I want to do a little bit more about finding out about the boys. We're not going to embarrass them in any way, so uh, we'll go into this. It's called What About Me? There you go, mate. You settled in? All right. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, all right. Good. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, now, I, I know you both love your footy, but here's what we want to find out a little bit about your footy journey. At what age did you first realise you wanted to play AFL? Oh, it's... As long as I can remember, yeah, yeah, yeah straight yeah. away. Brilliant. Yeah, I was the same, though. As soon as I started kicking the footy and I knew it was a job. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I yeah. thought, yeah, I, I want to do that as a job. Yeah, good. Um, uh, describe for us what you were thinking your first day when you turned up to the Richmond Football Club. And what I want to find out about is where, did you know where to park? Did you know where to sit? Um, did you know who to introduce yourself to? And when you got in there, who was the first person that made you feel welcome? My first day, I flew in at about five o'clock at night, sat on the bloody freeway bridge for an hour and a half down to St Kilda and then back up Punt Road from Perth in the country, you know, not much traffic, I was filthy. Walked in, got into the club at about, you know, six, expecting to see a heap of the boys there, not knowing that everyone had gone home two hours ago. <laughs> and then saw Shaki the physio and then... Met the physio, you know, which at the time wasn't very exciting for me and then went off to my hotel room by myself. So it was a tough oh, first day. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, jeez, OK. All right. Um, my, my first day, I was... I think I got drafted on a Tuesday afternoon and I went straight to the airport on Tuesday. We flew to Townsville. Um, Kane Lambert, Jason Castagna and I, and we had a pre-season camp. Um, and I was like yeah, 68 kilos, but I was a little bit tubby, yeah. um, bit unfit. And we had to run 26 k's the next day, so that was a bit of a rude awakening. <laughs> yeah. 
the Ruckman and, you know, big Sean Hampson and um, marriage were beating me around the, the, around the run. So wow. That woke me up a Jeez, bit. Jeez, there you go. What an introduction. Um, sort of a baptism of fire, mate. Um, who's been your best mate since arriving at the, at the Richmond Football Club? Who's been your best mate? Uh, oh, Short and Jack Graham are the two okay. I'm probably closest with, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like people like Artsy, Camden, yeah. oh, Camden as well, um, you know, Nank, uh, yeah. Jace, Dan Butler. Uh, there's, it's, but the main two would be those two yeah, boys. Cool. But um, it's just, it honestly is just a, a big group. Yeah, nice. Excellent. Jaden? Yeah, mine are the same as Liam. We're, yeah. we're together every day. Yeah. Um, and in the early days, it was, it was Kane, um, Kane Lambert. He sort of took me under his wing and showed okay. me the ropes. Um, he was a young 18, immature kid. Yep. He was 23 and very hungry, so I just yeah. Yeah, thrived off everything he bought. But yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with Liam and Liam and Fridge every day and the other boys, so Brilliant. they're mine. Well said, mate, well said. Um, who did you grow up supporting and who was your favourite footballer when you were growing up? I was a West Coast fan. I loved okay. um, Juddy and Cuzzy, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Daniel Kerr. Yes, three. yep. I was Carlton. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. Nice, easy change, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I liked Chris Judd and Gary Ablett Jr. Oh, cool. Actually, right. I named my dog um, Cooter after Anthony Cooter Feedies, but only because I went for Carlton. So. <laughs> there you go. All right, nice. Um, what was the feeling like when you first got a, caught a glimpse of yourself and you're wearing the Richmond gear? You look down, you've got the black and yellow, you've got the sash, you're in the gear, you're not standing in Kmart, this is not mum's, she hasn't brought you the gear, you're actually, you're playing for the Richmond Football Club. Tell us what that emotion was like. Oh, getting your first jumper mm. um, pre-game, that was, I remember yeah, every bit of that, that was, yeah, I think I saw my old man, he had some tears, I, I might have even had tears oh, as well, brilliant. but yeah, it was a nice. um, pretty special moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like one of the most special days, to be honest, in footy. Um, like a ritual we have at the club is we all put the jersey on together and you don't get um, a jersey, an actual Richmond jersey, until you play your first game. So, um, yeah, being in the room and being able to put it on for the first time with the boys. Um, wow. Just amazing. And, I mean, it's a bit of a whirlwind in your first game. You don't really know what you're doing, but, um, yeah, it's a special feeling. Uh, would you both use the term surreal? Like you pinch yourself moment, you're looking down and you're like, man, I'm really playing for the Richmond Football Club. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know where that came from. Um, Liam's going, what the hell's going on here? Um, it, it, but it is, you're not a fan, you're not a supporter, you're actually playing for the club. It must have been just a, I would probably use that term as a surreal moment. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, surreal. I mean, my first game had 90,000 people there, so. How's that? Um, Welcome to the big league. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I probably forgot I had the jersey on, I was just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. That's, that's brilliant. Thank you. Since your time at the club, who's impressed you the most with their professionalism, their work ethic and their actual work rate? Since you've been at the Richmond Football Club, who's one of those standouts that you probably weren't so sure until you got there and then you went, man, this guy's so professional, his work ethic and his work rate. Who would that be? Um, oh, there's a lot of hard workers that might hmm. not be the most professional, but... Yep. Um, <laughs> One doesn't I don't know, people, people like um, Ivan Soldo, yep. Toby Nankervis, okay. um, like even like Dave Asprey, yep. um, those guys, bigger boys that have to look after their body real well, For um, sure. they're the real professionals, okay. Kane Lambert as well, yep. um, but Nank's a hard worker as well, you know, yeah. he'll never miss a session, How push, cool push his body to the limit and 
um, gets every every single bit out of his body. Out of himself. What about you, Jaden? Who, who's uh, kind of made you look and go, wow, I didn't expect that? Um, not that I didn't expect it. Like, I sent it from day one, but mine would be Kane. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, he needs a hip replacement, and I think he, was, he needed one for the last three years of his career. <laughs> um, I think it was his bone on bone. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a hip of an 80-year-old or something. So. Wow. But, yeah, to watch, to watch him play, run, train, yep. prepare himself, I mean... He hardly even trained in his last couple of years. He was just on the physio table getting yeah. a lot of physio treatment. But, yeah. Um, yeah, to still be able to perform with no hip. Yeah, unbelievable. Hey, describe for us in one word, the one word that you think best describes each other's personality. So can you describe Jaden's and Jaden, can you describe Liam's? <laughs> um, I'd, I'd say annoying and relentless, Liam. Oh, yeah, OK. <laughs> annoying and relentless, I don't mind that. What do you think here, Jaden? Some addictive behaviours. Oh, okay. Loves the horse racing. Oh. <laughs> so anything else? Well, look, I don't, I don't even know if he bets on him, but he's like, watches horse videos, you know, like about these, <laughs> okay. you know, how, how they're going in the paddock and stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh. All right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah okay. I um, love the athlete in the horses, you know. They're yeah. just like us. Yeah, well... Majestic animals, for sure. Hey, hey. where else was I going to take it? Um, describe for us uh, your take on each other's sense of humour. So you describe Liam, Liam, you describe Jaden's. Give us a bit of insight into his sense of humour. <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't know. We've, we both laugh at, like, crook shit, so... <laughs> Stuff that's not... Yeah, 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 yeah OK. Yeah. We, we, we love, like, winding each other up and getting okay. stuck into other boys and, you know, feeding off each other. Give us an example, Jaden. No, no like, that's my whole, my whole life is, just, you know, getting into the boys and yeah. taking the piss out of him so I get a laugh from someone else. Yeah, good. Um, OK. Trying All to right. scare him or... Yep. Like, if he's laying on the couch, I'll tickle his feet. And he, <laughs> he hates that, you know. He nice. Cracks his hands bloody... Yeah. Seat warmers on on the, yeah. in the car on the way here because it pisses me off. He was doing it on the way down here as well. <laughs> I was doing it on the way down here too. He's got li little things to piss him off. Yeah, okay. Um, there you go. Putting his clothes away, he doesn't really like that. He oh, reckons, yeah. yeah. He reckons he knows, he knows where his clean clothes are and his dirty clothes are all on the floor. <laughs> oh, I don't know how you know that, but... Uh, <laughs> um, Very nice, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I won't go any further with that one. Um, hey, do you have a cause or a hobby that you're deeply passionate about outside of football? A cause or a hobby? Uh, I play a lot of golf. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Flat out, and yeah, I do like the horse racing. Yes. Um, yep. Go like like camping a bit, but don't go as much as right. yep. um, as what we should. But yeah, those are probably the ones. Okay. Otherwise, sit around and talk shit, talk <laughs> out of each other. You're perfect for this show. Excellent. Yep. I know, like, he's like, having a few coffees, like five coffees a day, you know. Is yep. that a hobby? Going out. Could be. Talking close talk to people, having a few coffees. Different people's houses and offices and workplace and has a coffee. Cafes. Really? Yeah. I play a bit of golf here and there, but I'm shit. Like, <laughs> I'm bad. Bakes is he's actually really good at golf. Okay. Um, but, like, I don't mind having a hit. But I, 
like a hate playing behind slow people. You know, when they slow you up, you get to the tee box and you got to yeah. wait for them to tee off, and um, then get, they mark their ball and shit on the green. Oh no! And then they miss it from a foot. Like yeah. I miss from a foot as well, but I don't mark the ball. <laughs> um, I'm guessing like, patience yeah. is oh, not I'll a virtue. Yeah, I lack either. patience in, yeah. in that area. Yeah, like, um, I hear you, mate. Yeah, so if I'm playing at a course where you can just walk up to the tee box, tee off, get to the green and putt, and then get to the next tee box, like I'm wrapped. Perfect. Have lunch after it, have a coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. she's good, but... Excellent. Well, no. you play with these blokes, it's, they, they, they spend 25 minutes on the green. Yeah. Marking yeah. their ball and lining it up, and then they putt and it goes that way anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no good, mate. Goes no. straight in, mate. Yeah, no good. Hey, what's the one headline, like, what's the one headline you'd like to wake up and read, up, read about yourself? Oh. Liam Baker lands $450,000 quaddy on Saturday. <laughs> That's friggin' perfect. I love it. That is so good. Jaden, what's your headline? Oh, something about being a good person or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's good. What's, who's been your toughest, toughest opponent to match up on? Yeah, Oren, for me, it was like his first year, but Errol, Errol Golding, I don't know how to say it, Golden or something from Sydney Swans. Yep, okay. Um, yeah, we played Sydney at MCG, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. 2021, yeah. 2021, and he was, they dominated us, to be honest, and wow. just, just his work rate, his work rate and, like, yep. um, ability to get from contest to contest yep. um, was, a de- was a decent challenge, so okay. um, I reckon he's a gun. So Brilliant. he's probably up there for one of mine, yeah. Yeah, good. Well said. Liam? Um, yeah, I'll, we get asked this a lot, and we okay. say the same one. Um, not necessarily like him, but those small forwards that day, Papley, Golden, yep. even Wicks, like okay. he he got a hold of us that day. Me and Short, they would have kicked about fifteen on us, both wow. of us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah Pap, Papley and Golden, I think they're pretty pretty crafty forwards. Yep. Okay. Nice. Well said. Um, have you ever been in a situation where someone has recognised you and it was kind of embarrassing? Oh, there would be one, yeah, but... Nothing that springs to mind, though? Haven't been in a situation you're going, oh, no, you just <laughs> recognise me. Chad? Yes. What do you reckon, Shorty? I don't know if, if no. it's been embarrassing. It doesn't have to be embarrassing. Well, Bakes takes a few girls on dates and stuff, so he likes, you know, whining and dining, so if okay. another girl, yeah, might have seen him on a date. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't what I was expecting. We'll go no. with that, though. All right. Hey, what's that one smell that you can't resist or walk past? He's got a... Actually, yeah, he loves lollies as well. Not only the horse racing, but, like, any lolly. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, he would he bit of a walk sweet past tooth. it. Like, I, I stir him up. I'll buy, like, a... What is it? A tray of Tim Tams? Oh, yeah. What would you call it? A tray? Yes. And, like, I don't really want them. I, like, want one, but I want to control myself and... I'll like bring him out onto the couch. Like, you want one? No, nah, I don't want one. I'm not having one. <laughs> and then like, he'll, he'll eat eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have like a little row of chocolate. I'll come back the next day and it's gone. <laughs> so you actually, you like your sweets? You like your chocolates? Oh, lo- yeah, yeah, love them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, a smell one, I reckon, like cinnamon donuts. That's pretty good. Oh, yes. Yeah, walk, yeah, I hear you. Walk past, there was some, we walked past some the other day. 
Didn't get anything, but... Okay. I hear you, though, because it. there's certain things, whether you're sweet or savoury. Savoury could be like a sausage at Bunnings, you know, it could be a barbecue. could be fish and chips, you know, yeah. with vinegar. Um, yeah. Winter's Day, you get the whiff of that, look out. Um, but So you try and keep away from the sweet shops. If you keep away, no. He, no, he, no, he, he goes, goes in. away. He goes, he goes in. in. Yeah. He goes in. <laughs> All right, nice. All right. What has been the weirdest thing you've ever been asked to sign? Been in a situation? Well, actually, in um, 2020, when we won the grand final, we were in uh, the Gold Coast. Yep. And we are at a pub the day after the grand final, and some guy asked me to sign his wife's knickers. So, we, he, they weren't on, they were off. Yeah. Did you sign Just them? to clarify. Yeah, well, I, I signed them, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they had these you signed them dirty them old stain up them. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I'm only joking about that, but... <laughs> I had to ask, didn't I? Oh, wow. No, nah, they were clean. Yeah. No, I was only taking yes, the piss. No. They were clean. <laughs> all good, mate, all good. Uh, Liam, um, save us, get us out. Oh, I've got nothing, nothing like that, but nah. one thing we get asked like, every now and again is to hold, um, not sign that hold their newborn baby, which oh, I, okay. I can't have that, so... Yeah, really? really yeah. If Don't I had a baby, I would be struggle holding that. Like, <laughs> I'm not into holding somebody else's, I get it, all right. Hey, you're walking through the airport, a shopping centre, or you're sitting at home watching KO, and there's a billboard or an image of you that comes up. What's your first reaction? Get it off. <laughs> get it off. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. He, he also hates, like, when, when the club asks you to do, like, a, a video... Yes. He hates hearing himself talk. All right. So Camden, Camden's got this thing at the club, like, he'll get up a YouTube video of Bakes talking, and he, you know, he cracks the shits big time. <laughs> walks out of the room, like, get it off! <laughs> I don't mind seeing my photo, but, yeah, I'm probably similar. When, when you hear yourself talk, yeah. you think, geez, do I actually sound like that? <laughs> Very nice, mate. Do you have a normal or an abbreviated signature? Do you do, like, when you're signing stuff, is it the same one? Yeah. You shorten it? Always, always the same. Always the same. Who was the AFL club that you like to beat the most? Oh, Geelong. Geelong. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Okay. Okay. Very good. Jaden? Can't stand Geelong. Um, Which club is it for you, mate? Yeah, it was Geelong. And then since 2020, it's fine. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Very good. Please put your hands together for the boys, everyone. Thanks, guys.